Chapter Seventeen of the Patchwork Girl of Oz. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ellie. The Patchwork Girl of Oz by L. Frank Baum. Chapter Seventeen. Ozma and her friends. The Shaggy Man had a room of his own in the royal palace. So there he went to change his shaggy suit of clothes for another just as shaggy, but not so dusty from travel. He selected a costume of pea-green and pink satin and velvet, with embroidered checks on all the edges and iridescent pearls for ornaments. Then he bathed in an alabaster pool and brushed his shaggy hair and whiskers the wrong way to make them still more shaggy. This accomplished and arrayed in his splendid shaggy garments, he went to Ozma's banquet hall and found the scarecrow, the wizard, and Dorothy already assembled there. The scarecrow had made a quick trip and returned to the Emerald City with his left ear freshly painted. A moment later, while they all stood in waiting, a servant threw open a door, the orchestra struck up a tune, and Ozma of Oz entered. Much has been told and written concerning the beauty of person and character of this sweet girl ruler of the land of Oz. The richest, the happiest, the most delightful fairyland of which we have any knowledge. Yet with all her queenly qualities, Ozma was a real girl, and enjoyed the things in life that other real girls enjoy. When she sat on her splendid emerald throne in the great throne room of her palace, and made laws and settled disputes, and tried to keep all her subjects happy and contented, she was as dignified and demure as any queen might be. But when she had thrown aside her jeweled robe of state and her scepter, and had retired to her own private rooms, the girl, joyous, light-hearted and free, replaced the sedate ruler. In the banquet hall tonight were gathered only old and trusted friends, so here Ozma was herself, a mere girl. She greeted Dorothy with a kiss, the shaggy man with a smile, the little old wizard with a friendly handshake, and then she pressed the scarecrow's stuffed arm and cried merrily, What a lovely ear! Why, it is a hundred times better than the old one. I'm glad you like it, replied the scarecrow, well pleased. Ginger did a neat job, didn't she? And my hearing is now perfect. Isn't it wonderful what a little paint will do, if it's properly applied? It really is wonderful, she agreed, as they all took their seats. But the sawhorse must have made his legs twinkle to have carried you so far in one day. I didn't expect you back before tomorrow, at the earliest. Well, said the scarecrow, I met a charming girl on the road and wanted to see more of her, so I hurried back. Ozma laughed. I know, she returned, it's the patchwork girl. She is certainly bewildering, if not strictly beautiful. Have you seen her then? The straw man eagerly asked. Only my magic picture, which shows me all the scenes of interest in the land of Oz. I fear the picture didn't do her justice, said the scarecrow. It seemed to me that nothing could be more gorgeous, declared Ozma. Whoever made the patchwork quilt from which scraps was formed must have selected the gayest and brightest bits of cloth that they ever were woven. I'm glad you like her, said the scarecrow in a satisfied tone. Although the straw man did not eat, not being made so he could, he often dined with Ozma and her companions, merely for the pleasure of talking with them. He sat at the table and had a napkin and plate, but the servants knew better than to offer him food. After a little while he asked, Where's the patchwork girl now? In my room, replied Dorothy, I've taken a fancy to her. She's so queer and... and uncommon. She's half crazy, I think, added the shaggy man. But she's so beautiful, exclaimed the scarecrow, as if the fact disarmed all criticism. They all laughed at his enthusiasm, but the scarecrow was quite serious. 
seeing that he was interested in scraps, they forbore to say anything against her. The little band of friends Osma gathered around her was so quaintly assorted that much care must be exercised to avoid hurting their feelings or making any one of them unhappy. It was this considerate kindness that held them close friends and enabled them to enjoy one another's society. Another thing they avoided was conversing on unpleasant subjects, and for that reason Ocho and his troubles were not mentioned during the dinner. The shaggy man, however, related his adventures with the monstrous plants, which had seized and enfolded the travellers, and told how he had robbed Chis, the great porcupine, of the quills which it was accustomed to throw at people. Both Dorothy and Ozma were pleased with this exploit, and thought it served Chis right. Then they talked of the woozy, which was the most remarkable animal any of them had ever seen before, except perhaps the live sawhorse. Ozma had never known that her dominions contained such a thing as a woozy, there being but one in existence, and this being confided in his forest for many years. Dorothy said she believed the woozy was a good beast, honest and faithful, but she added that she did not care much for the glass cat. Still, said the shaggy man, the glass cat is very pretty, and if she were not so conceited over her pink brains, no one would object to her as a companion. The wizard had been eating silently until now, when he looked up and remarked, That powder of life, which is made by the crooked magician, is really a wonderful thing, but Dr. Pipe does not know its true value, and he uses it for the most foolish ways. I must see about that, said Ozma gravely. Then she smiled again and continued in a lighter tone. It was Dr. Pipe's famous powder of life, that enabled me to become the ruler of Oz. I've never heard that story, said the shaggy man, looking at Ozma questioningly. Well, when I was a baby girl, I was stolen by an old witch named Mumbai and transformed into a boy, began the girl ruler. I did not know who I was, and when I grew big enough to work, the witch made me wait upon her and carry wood for the fire and hoe in the garden. One day she came back from a journey, bringing some of the powder of life, which Dr. Pipe had given her. I had made a pumpkin-headed man and set it up in her past to frighten her, for I was fond of fun and hated the witch. But she knew what the figure was, and to test her powder of life she sprinkled some of it on the man I had made. It came to life, and is now our dear friend Jack Pumpkinhead. That night I ran away with Jack to escape punishment, and I took old Mumbai's powder of life with me. During our journey we came upon the wooden sawhorse, standing by the road, and I used the magic powder to bring it to life. The sawhorse has been with me ever since. When I got to the Emerald City, the good sorceress Glinda knew who I was and restored me to my proper person when I became the rightful ruler of this land. So you see, had not old Mumbai brought home the powder of life, I might never have run away from her and became Ozma of Oz, nor would we have had Jack Pumpkinhead and the sawhorse to comfort and amuse us. That story interested the shaggy man very much, as well as the others, who had often heard it before. The dinner being now concluded, they all went to Ozma's drawing-room, where they passed a pleasant evening before it came time to retire. End of chapter 17 Recording by Ellie April 2010